In today's episode of Pathways and Possibilities, you'll meet Lori, a passionate writer who's been searching for decades to find her place in the world. Just now, she's on the verge of relocating to Italy and renovating her romantic spirit, kind of a modern-day eat-pray-love adventure. Let's listen in. so good to see Lori smiling. Wow, so breathtaking to be here with you. Okay, so how long are you in Tucson for, honey? What's happening? Tell us everything. Well, I don't know everything, but I'm in Tucson for a little while. I'm kind of making this all up as I go along, like usually every three weeks or so. And so... Well, a little bit of history. So you know that Bibi and I got a, um, we got the blessings of a literary agent. So now we're working on our own book. And um, it started out with us conspiring to do something on finding your place in the world, which is a phrase that's always been floating around in my life anyway. And so to know that you were traveling in this way was extremely um, exciting Mm. for both of us. And for you to say that you're making it up as you go along is, it's just fabulous. It's just fabulous in the theme. So the question is, how are you doing that? How did it begin? What is the, what was the origin of this last decision? Okay. For you. Oh, the origin. And you know, it's hard to always say where something actually started because it's always, you know, a journey that just keeps morphing, but, um, Two sons never felt like home. So I, I moved here in 2016. But I've always felt like I was an outsider here. I just never felt at home. And in fact, I lived downtown because I, at first, because I wanted to be in a community. I had lived back east on a Civil War era farm and I was alone a lot. And although I'm an introvert, so that actually works for me sometimes, I was alone way too much. So when I moved to Tucson, I moved downtown, I rented a place. And in six months, I was burglarized. And so all of that walking here and there um, and being in a community kind of came to a crashing halt. And then I bought my house that just happened to be up in the foothills in Skyline Country Club. I knew nothing about Tucson, but just turned out that that house happened to be in a very safe community, but it was so far away from everything. So I was alone, which added to this, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like finding your place in life. I knew my place in life wasn't to be alone nonstop. I felt like I had so, so much life to um, share with communities and people. And it wasn't happening in Tucson. Everything I tried just came, it seemed to have closure before it even got started. With TEDx, I, they stopped doing their thing. I was a big part of that for a while. Um, so things just kept stopping. And then um, uh, 2020, I spent a lot of time in California. So I was away from my house here in Tucson. And I, I, I felt alive like I hadn't felt in a long time in Northern California. I was born in Los Angeles, but I never felt at home there. So I was so surprised. It was the first time I thought, oh my gosh, feels like I've come home. I actually am Californian, right? So I thought, you know, I really do need to sell the house in Tucson and I don't know how I'm gonna afford to live in Northern California, at least to buy a house, but I probably could rent. And I dated somebody uh, in Carmel and 
oh my gosh, I love being in a village. I loved it. And I love being in a relationship too, but that relationship ended. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, I need to move out of Tucson and just kind of wing it. And so I think maybe I need to go to Italy. And so um, I started getting ready to sell my house. And I questioned every step of the way, like, what the frick am I doing? Where am I going to go? Because my home, no matter um, what was going on in my life, being a single mom, going to Africa, doing all that work, being single most of the decades, um, whatever was going on with my mom and my dad, and just all of the tumultuous things of life, beautiful and not, I always had a home as my foundation. That was my safe harbor, my temple. So when I sold my house in Tucson, I was getting rid of the one thing that had provided me a sense of safety and comfort, being an introvert and being highly sensitive. And home was always my temple. And I was getting rid of that. And you were facing the unknown. Yes. <laughs> I mean, taking a big risk. And jumping into the unknown, which must have seemed preferable to what you were feeling before. Well, yeah. And, you know, I think there was that tangible, if, if a feeling can be tangible, I, I guess I, it was in my body, but it was more of an intuitive thing. I really, to put myself back in there, I think at a certain point, I just thought, I'm selling my house. There's no turning back. And it sold, of course, I, I didn't plan, but it was, it, I sold it at the height of the market. It, I did not plan it that way, but it's what happened. So it sold kind of quickly and there I was. So I thought I'm going to Italy. I had planned to go for a month during 2020, which was a huge decision for me because all the years of my life, um, it was always about my children, my parents, my, at the time, my husband, my ex-husband was about the school in Africa. It, it was never really about me. And I know that we women can relate to that <laughs> because it's usually about other people for a long time or, or can be. So in 2020, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go to Italy for a month. And it took me days to push the submit button on the Airbnb. <laughs> but I landed in Sorrento, Italy on the 8th of April and my daughter went with me. And to try to cheer myself up and celebrate the fact that I was doing something completely out of my mind and risky, we booked. I booked the Gran Excelsior Vittoria Hotel in Sorrento, which is like a five-star hotel. It's really expensive, which is something that is not part of my normal everyday life. But I thought, you know, it's a celebration. I'm doing something major. And rather than stay in the freaked outness of it, let me surround myself by beautiful and have Italy welcome me like a queen. <laughs> I like thank, thank God for my daughter because honestly I think for about five weeks I was in a state of shock and anxiety with my decision not having a home and not knowing what was coming so yeah she was all game to go with me and she's a, more of an extrovert so I knew that because I'm an introvert and hypersensitive I knew that she would also help me get out and see things more quickly than I would on my own. Yeah. So you're in Italy, you arrive there, your um, daughter is there. And what's your thought process at that time? How is your life going to unfold from that point on? Well, I wasn't giving a 
whole lot of thought to how it would unfold because the thought of that would put me in a state of anxiety. Um, and every now and again, I can feel a little flash of panic, like, oh, where am I going to be in three months from now? <laughs> you know, I have to remind myself, I have money in the bank, I am smart, and I can rent an Airbnb, and I have plenty of friends and my sisters I can live with. It, like, it's interesting <laughs> to, so at that time, I just wanted to enjoy um, the beauty with my daughter as much as the hotel. There was not one thing at all in that hotel I could point to and say, oh, they should do a little better there. <laughs> not one thing. <laughs> it was incredible. Everything was a dream. Um, so my thought process was like, I really hated to see my daughter leave because I love being with her no matter where we are, even if it's just, you know, at the kitchen table. So I hated for her to leave, but I knew then when she did, I would start this Italian life. I would start school and I do love adventure. So there was a part of me that was looking forward to that, even though I was full of anxiety and I didn't know I was full of anxiety. I didn't know I was in shock. I, I didn't know that until about five weeks later when I started relaxing and realizing the beauty of what I was experiencing. Because I experienced things those three months that, oh, I'm going to write a hot, sexy note romance novel this coming year, I think. So I, I experienced things that I never knew were possible. So, but for the first five weeks, I was really, it was quite, I still went out and did all the things I went to class, but there was this, this vibration of panic inside of me. Um, and the change, just change. I mean, I just sold the house. I never not had a house in my life. There was never a time in my adult life anyway, that when I was responsible for myself, that I didn't have a home base. And whenever anything scared me, I'd just go to my bed, go to my meditation area. I mean, cook or bake a piece, bake bread or do something. And I, none of that existed anymore for me. Yeah. Wow. We have been following you on Instagram and your travels from Italy, and then you had to leave for a while, and then you travel to other parts of the world, and then you come back to Italy. So take us through that phase. Yes. Okay. So when I was in Italy, uh, Sorrento, so, so that's Southern Italy, I started experiencing things that were really beyond my wildest imagination. And I went from being an introvert to having like almost every day filled with either a person or community. Um, I mean, dancing tango on the cliff in Sorrento with somebody I met that day, a 27 year old, I didn't know he was 27. He pursued me and I thought he's at least 30. I don't know. Maybe they're just nice. I don't know. It's a small town. Okay, we'll get together. But he was so interested in me romantically. And then I found out he was 27. I'm 60. <laughs> and I said, you know, this is not okay for me. You're, you're younger than my daughter. This doesn't feel right. I mean, it just did not feel right for, to me. Then I met somebody else and was dating him and we still in touch. And then, oh my God, a Michelin star chef cooked for me, came to my place and cooked for me. And I had a date with him. And then people... I mean, Southern Italian men do not stop. Uh, and perhaps the women too. I just have, didn't have that experience with women, but 
you know, I hadn't dated, as you know, because we have been on your podcast. I didn't have many dates in America for a couple decades. And this past summer made up for all of it because <laughs> the Southern Italian men, I mean, a guy pulled over at 10 o'clock at night to tell me he thought I looked beautiful, told me he was from Rome, but visiting and could he take me to dinner sometime? But I was leaving. <laughs> and, but I just thought, oh my God, these men are so different. The whole, but the whole thing in Southern Italy, somebody said they're like the first chakra. All, all of the base pleasures of life, you know, sex and food and smell and drink and just all the things are what Southern Italy is about. And I really believe that because my experience of Northern, more Northern Italy is different. It's different. So Southern Italy, um, boy, oh boy, it really, it went from me being alone on the side of the mountain in Tucson day after day after day to being in, like I said, uh, my own whew, Hollywood movie. <laughs> Near the end of that three months, um, like in like two to three weeks, before it was time for me to go, I, I, I kind of thought, oh, I don't want to leave. I think I need a break from Sorrento because it was the pace of that lifestyle was hard to keep up. <laughs> Although I would have tried to give him a chance, but um, I had to leave. My 90 days was up and um, and I thought, you know, I don't want to go back to America. I am. I don't want to go. There's nothing there for me. I mean, there's people I love, but my life, mm, I don't want to go back. So because my children's father was from Scotland and I had experience in Scotland and it was summertime, that's why I thought I'm going to go to Scotland. And, and the first place I booked was for a month way in the West on a little, you had to take the ferry to get there on the Firth of Clyde, I think it was. Anyway, it was a very quiet village and I was able to just stay there uh, for a month. It was, it was the complete 180 of my experience in Sorrento. Then I started spending time in the UK. It was really nice to speak English. My brain got a break. Um, I went on Bumble. I had a couple dates. I had some fun. <laughs> and um, and then my daughter came back over uh, for my birthday in September. And I was like, okay, I'm going back to Italy when I can go back. And you were writing a book. You wanted to finish your book. So is that why you chose to find an isolated place. Yes. Uh, right. And nobody can disturb you. They have to take the ferry in order to get there. Yes. Did you make any progress on the book while you were there? I did. I mean, I I, I had this that beautiful, I sat in front of the, this picture window uh, in, it's called The Noon, The Noon Scotland. And I sat there most days typing away, editing the manuscript and then submitted it before I left that village. This episode is brought to you by Boom Talk Media. Our tiny books, which we call Relieflets, include the title Patience and Possibility. Ever wonder why simply slowing down can give you access to deeper creativity? You can learn all about it in this little booklet. So visit boomtalkmedia.com or on Amazon under Patience and Possibility. Check it out, and then we'd love to hear from you. Reach us through info at boomtalkmedia.com. There's nothing quite like local. Local is your weekly farmer's market or homemade strawberry ice cream. 
it's live music on the corner, yoga in the park, and a chance to try something new. That's why AARP is local, here to offer free events and enriching experiences that can help with finances, family, and fun. We're here in the community, connecting you to what matters most, right when you need it. Find events that interest you at aarp.org local. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Boom Talk Media. This is B.B. Peters with my co-host and friendly psychologist, Dr. Andrea Goldmarks. Yeah. And what is your book about? Yeah. <laughs> so... The book is called Something About Greatness, Seven Simple Steps to Align with Your True Nature and Thrive. And it's about aligning with your true nature. And it's, it's each chapter is made up of personal stories in um, like movie scene style, active. So I don't have a lot of backstory. And what I learned is that these seven steps that I had taken are very, very simple. And it really... You know, and you know this, I know you two know this, that we do listen to a lot of people and we think there's a right way to do things. And we very seldom slow down and connect with our own true nature to find the path that we are meant to walk. So when I started writing and doing those steps, they were also integral in helping me open up mm. to the life I'm living now because, because I was trying to fit into a box and a lifestyle that was way too constricting for me. And I was doing so, I was working so hard at being a success in that way, but I was alone or my business didn't work or I was single, I never had a date. Okay, I didn't never have a date, but I rarely had dates. And when I started doing these seven steps, purposefully, because I was writing the manuscript, I really started aligning more and Therefore, the courage that it took to kind of break free or let go of what wasn't working for me, I still needed courage, but the inspiration and the pull from the truth of who I am, that true nature, anyway, it was, I couldn't ignore it any longer. You know, I just couldn't ignore it. And um, yeah. So what a, what a gift. Yeah. What a gift. What Actually, synchronicity, it a, right? It's like synchronicity coming and together. A, and a gift from your own self to yourself, mm -hmm. you know, that surfaced, you know, that rose up from the past that you'd already, you know, you'd already started digging, but maybe not in the right direction. And so how lovely. What, what a beautiful gift. So. I, I, I took the seven steps and it just got me in a state of peace and quiet and clarity. And I was like, okay, I can continue now doing what I need to do today. At the same time, um, I think because I've, you know how when you do things over and over, you give your attention to it, your brain notices it a lot more because it becomes your habit. So the practice of aligning with my true nature, I think is much more of a natural thing for me now. Um, because I've been doing it for a while, but I could still use it. Like when I was thinking about like, where am I going to move in Italy? And, you know, it was, then I, it was clear, well, I got to start somewhere. And I felt at home in Siena. So let me start there. So the steps can be used for anything. So it's not like 
seven steps you take your whole life or a whole year, it can take, it's like more like a 15 minute process that you use over and over and over again, because there's so many ways I believe that, and I speak from experience, my own personal experience, but I think it's true for most people that when it comes to family, relationship, going to the grocery store, writing a book, maybe starting a business, we have been so influenced by outside advice and opinions that there's all these different ways that maybe we we are not or are aligned with our true nature. It's not just like a one thing and you're done. So therefore these the the steps can be used in all kinds of ways. It's a very dramatic story. And I think that that whole thing about, I mean, I don't know what the seven steps are, but reassembling yourselves, I assume they're not all linear, you know, that they come together in the way that they need to be configured, given the circumstance that you're asking for your wholeness to yes. support. And that's what you created. You created a treatise on bringing yourself to wholeness, which is, you know, whether it was incomplete at that point or not, yes. these steps have lived inside of you, which is incredibly, um, which is an incredible gift. And yeah. one of the things we are concerned with, at, you know, as we do our book is the guidance and the gifts and the grace which you, you know, you pull that grace right up there, you know, front and center. I would do it all again. And isn't that the way with, with pathways in life? It's like, you know, each experience builds on the other or else it's not a path. Mm, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. So you got information from taking risks. You got information from being not afraid to live. You really made friends with uncertainty, you know, and um, now it doesn't scare you as much. Well, no, it's, oh, yes, that's true. It doesn't not scare as much. much. <laughs> not as much. Right. Of course. Right. It's unfamiliar, but, you know, it doesn't scare you as much, which frees you up even more. So we're very excited to hear the next chapter well, as, as well. It's. And I love that you said that, um, Andrea, that it doesn't scare you as much. I don't think I used those words before because I'll say, oh, I'm still scared. But I like what you said. It reframes it in a completely yeah. different way. I'm not as scared as much. Yeah. Yeah. And you've and you've desensitized yourself to the uncertainty because you've had so many successful um, experiences in adapting. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your wholeness now. You know, it's like you push the limits on adaptation. Can I adapt to this? Can I adapt to that? Can I adapt to this next thing? So, you know, that's the gift, you know, I think for all of us at, at all times is to, mm -hmm. is to really know that we can adapt. We, we get so scared yeah. that we won't be able to adjust. And yet we do. So as kind of a closing question, um, if you could just, Laurie, think about uh, maybe the next six months or maybe up to 12 months and envision your path for that period of time. If it's not too long of a period of time, what do you see for yourself? Well, I, I see myself living in Italy. Um, 
and learning Italian even better and engaging with the community there. Aside from that, I haven't really, for me, that is so important that just that alone is kind of like the dream. Of course, there's more like traveling and dating and all of that, um, going back to Japan to see my son, all that stuff. But the big thing is, is just having, after a year of doing everything that I've done, um, I'm ready to have a home. So I see myself in a home, even if it's a rental home, uh, it's a home, a home base, and I can, I can start engaging and building a community um, around my new home. Um, yeah. That sense of belonging. I just want to ask one more question, mm -hmm. um, or there's probably many questions, but we'll, <laughs> we're going to soon be out of time. But to ask this question, what was it about? What is your intuition about Sienna? What was the experience on the experiential level? You felt at home in Sienna. So there's some practical things. It's not just practical, but Sienna is large enough that there's so much to explore. So I don't know, 20,000 people in that medieval village. I'm not sure. So it's big enough that there's ton, there's lots of restaurants and lots of, I mean, it has everything you need that you can walk to. Everything that you would need to live a life is there within walking distance. And I felt held there because I thought, why not go back to Sorrento? I, I, I love the sea. I love water. Siena doesn't have water. There's a lot of water under the ground, a lot of ancient fountains that come from the under the ground, but not water to really see. But the thing that came to me is I felt held there, where Sorrento was just so... Overstimulating, it sounds like. <laughs> that... Um, it was very nurturing as well, but I think Sienna felt like it held me. Um, and because I did take some two weeks of school there, I met Italians as well as some foreigners. Um, and I was there for about five weeks. Mm -hmm. So all of these things started just coming together. And so somehow I felt held there. And then I just thought, I got to start somewhere. I have to move somewhere in Italy and Siena has the train station and the bus station and I can go anywhere from there. It's got a hub. It's a little yeah. bit of a hub. Yeah. Yes. So the other thing about Siena and villages and towns that are not Milano, not Roma, big places, they're safe. Yeah. I'm totally, I was totally safe. Right. And that's, that's what belonging to a community is about. That's why, yes. right? Yes. So happy for you that you thought that. There, one parting word, and you probably saw, well, maybe you didn't see it. There's um, Zoe Saldana stars in a multi-part beautiful thing that takes place in Italy oh. um, that has a lot of the elements that you've discussed I'll I'll have to forward you the name of it. Oh wait, is that the where she married the Italian Sicilian? Yes, I heard about that. Um, and I heard it was amazing, but I I know it's a good cry too. And I honestly I wasn't ready. I was so exhausted. I wasn't ready for a good cry. <laughs> right, I, right. And, and and the cry and and the crying part because Bibi knows how much I'm troubled by the empath within. You know, like oh, is this going to trigger my sadness? It was doable. 
Okay. It was very beautiful. And it, it, um, it like dances along with everything you said. So I think you'd really, before you leave for Europe and you might not be able to get it, you could check it out one rainy day. Okay. All right. Well, Lori, thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for the invitation. It was great to see you too. Yeah, it was great to see you too. Very inspiring. And we wish you amazing journeys ahead. Uh, Those that you've had already have been fantastic, but you are ready and primed for more and better even. So um, just enjoy every moment of it. And I look forward to following you on social media and uh, to perhaps catching up with you when you're settled in Siena and doing a little follow-up to that and how you feel being held there. Yeah, it'll be great. Another adventure. Yeah, okay. May your journey be blessed, as we say. And to you. And to you. Thank you, thank you. Grazie cuore. Cuore. This program is brought to you by Boom Talk Media. Our tiny books that we call Relieflets include Wisdom Within and Without, Hike the Path of Life, Stop to Breathe in Fresh Imagination and Reflect Deeply on Nature's Wisdom. You can find this guidebook on our website, boomtalkmedia.com and on Amazon. We'd love to hear from you. Contact us at info at boomtalkmedia.com.